Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Reed, Juris Doctor, Small Business Development, IT and Marketing Guru from sunny Victoria, BC. Follow me for new podcasts on beginner investing in business as I survive, grow and prosper in a post-COVID Canada. Disclaimer, my podcast and YouTube content offer very generalized information that has been beneficial to me. Always do your homework and due diligence and make sure that any moves you make are in your own best interest. Nothing in my content is any kind of advice and continuing to listen constitutes acceptance of this disclaimer in its entirety. Hello there. Today we got two big Bitcoin and crypto updates. Putin's invasion consequences, and some Bitcoin miners to be regulated out of existence? Let's get started. Now, I'll be very blunt. I'm really, really against this invasion of Ukraine. Always have been uh, since the first day of it and continue to be disgusted and horrified watching this brutal invasion uh, so, the rest of the world is putting in economic sanctions, and that is having some interesting effects. So, per the sanctions, cryptocurrencies weren't a very good way to get out of it or around them. Uh, it was not allowed to have transactions with the specific enti entities that were sanctioned. So... Uh, these uh, rich Russian oligarchs and military generals, um, you know, Russian billionaires, they used crypto anyways. However, they're using it through another loophole, that loophole being the United Arab Emirates. And they're basically converting their, their ruples and whatnot to uh, some form of crypto. It doesn't specify. And then they are... I'm thinking it's Bitcoin most of the time. And they're taking this to the UAE. The effect on Bitcoin price is sim similar to a uh, typical whale game, right? We're talking slow, steady liquidations, because if they sell too fast, these UAE brokers, then the price will go too low and they're going to anger their Russian billionaire friends. Uh, so basically, they're selling it slowly so that the price stays pretty consistent. Uh, the sales price stays consistent. So we're looking at a flat line over a long period of time because we're talking probably billions of dollars here. Uh, there's an article from Reuters, March 11th, uh, from Dubai. Crypto firms in the UAE are being deluged with requests to liquidate billions of dollars of virtual currency as Russians seek a safe, safe haven for their fortunes company executives and financial sources said. So some clients are using cryptocurrency to invest in real estate in the UAE, while others want to use firms there to turn their virtual money into hard currency and then stash it elsewhere. That's what these sources say. So keep in mind, it's not really crypto being the loophole used here because they're bringing every form of wealth they can. This is Russian and Belarusians. They're bringing gold, cash, precious precious assets to the neutral United Arab Emirates. So that's the loophole. 
the Russians, the Belarusians, they're free from all sanctions by hiding their wealth in the UAE. Um, the go-to country for this kind of neutral wealth protection used to be Switzerland and the famed Swiss banks, but not anymore. UAE is the new loophole in this modern world. So what does that mean for the price of Bitcoin? Uh, short term, it could hold at 45000 to 50000 Canadian during this liquidation event. Um, and then right after that, right after the liquidation start drying up, I think it could dip further um, because as it as it consolidates here on that price level, I mean, it's, it's looking like a consolidation. Um, but we also have retail investors that might sell out of fear over a period of time, especially if the war continues on. Um, so just to clarify, retail investors, that's what the, they call the average individual investors. In other words, the small fish, they only have impact on prices as an aggregate group, um, as opposed to institutional investors that have collected a lot of people's money. And uh, so when they invest, they can have an impact, even if it's just them uh, making the investments compared to retail, where it takes a, a a lot of them moving in the same direction to make an impact. So next up, we have the future of Bitcoin mining. Uh, now, for some miners, there will be no future. Get your money out while you still can. So says uh, Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary in a recent meeting with Meet Kevin, YouTube superstar. So O'Leary stated that he had withdrawn all money from the dirty crypto miners. His main concern is compliance with Joe Biden's executive order in which he ordered the review of crypto's compliance with ESGs. So ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. Investors are increasingly applying these non-financial factors as part of their analysis process to identify material risk and growth opportunities. Well, um, okay, this, so it's uh, it's something that's been on the radar for a while, but now with this executive order, we're taking a close look at uh, cryptos and making sure they comply with uh, things like carbon neutrality. So O'Leary says that some miners will not likely be able to pivot to carbon neutral standards in time uh, for this order to kick in and that this will uh, potentially destroy them. So O'Leary pulled his money out. I personally didn't have any money in any super dirty miners. Uh, this was fairly predictable in the long term. But let's talk about this so that you can start working toward an informed decision. Now, I personally think that Bitcoin miners can be divided into three categories. Ones that are 100% clean right now. Ones that claim that they will be soon and ones that have very little chance of making the pivot in any reasonable amount of time. So who's clean right now? Hive and Bitfarms, uh, hydroelectric power. So who's kind of clean and promising to get 100% clean in two to three years? You guessed it, Hut8 Mining. So they claim, and I personally trust their CEO, Jamie Leverton, that they will be... 100% carbon neutral by 2025. Okay, so it's not just her word that I'm taking here. I'm seeing evidence of 
HUD8 Mining making active moves to be a member of the green crypto community under Jamie's leadership. Um, some of the things they've done, they've joined the green focused Bitcoin Mining Council and the Crypto Climate Accords. So some of the red flags that Mr. Wonderful mentions, he says he's been selling Marathon, selling Riot, selling all of these public mining companies, he said. He's certain that they're going to get crushed this year with all their institutional following backing out. Um, and he claims, as I have said personally, starting my very first podcast, that the solution is rising in countries like Canada, Norway, upstate New York, other places. Um, so these are using clean energy sources and there's no carbon in that equation. They don't have to buy carbon credits. Um, so O'Leary took the capital that he made selling all those dirty miners he had and he put it into um, new companies uh, like Hive, like Bit Farms that are uh, hydroelectric. He, uh, so he gives the warning, if they say they're buying carbon credits, run for the hills. So that's something you can do in your research if your mining company is enlisted. Now, I will say as a caveat that most mining companies in North America, most of them uh, are purported to at least have some kind of renewable resource as a source of energy. Most of them are fairly conscious of it, but... Uh, not all, so something to be aware of. I mean, I saw one chart that shows Bitcoin's electricity usage. It's less than your than people's dryers. Just the dryers, not even the washers and dryers, just their dryers. So something we should take in perspective when they're scrutinizing Bitcoin mining for ESGs. It's not quite that bad of a problem in comparison to other problems. That being said, the best companies are working towards green solutions in, in all the different markets. So as a quick bonus at the end of this, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm doing with my investments to stay afloat during these um, you know, massive corrections, this 10% downturn in the S&P 500. I mean, these are harsh times. Um, but as you may know from some of my other podcasts, I have made sure to diversify my holdings and to um, get exposure to different, more stable anchors that offset things like like technology and, and stocks and cryptos that are considered high risk. So I had a considerable amount of real estate through Real Estate Investment Trust, and then um, some financials, some uh, high growth, high dividend ETFs, some covered call ETFs, uh, you know, a, a smattering of different energy ETFs and stocks. So with these, I've seen some cyclical gain, meaning that they just uh, spiked when tech was down and they went up, right? Um, so where they met my profit threshold, I sold them and collected my gains in my tax-free accounts so that I'm not taxed on those gains. And with those, I've, um, I've reinvested into some of the, the same types of anchor stocks and ETFs that were um, either doing about even with the rest or not doing as well, um, especially those that were 
dividend producing or on a slight sale or dip. Um, so I've reinforced those positions even while selling some of the, the hotter ones in those positions. Um, I will still take a small percentage and use it to dollar cost average those huge dips on the tech side. All that exciting stuff, all these, um, my crypto ETFs uh, or mining companies, they're all at a drastic sale right now. They're way oversold and I am continuously buying that dip, but only in a small percentage. I don't put all my eggs in one basket. Uh, and most of my reinvestment, it, again, is going into the stable anchors. Um, because when the stock market's expected to flatline for a very long period of time, then um, there's always the options of high yield dividends. So these are dividend stocks that are paying, you know, above four or five percent, maybe all the way up to nine percent, maybe quarterly, maybe monthly. But at least you can be assured of some kind of um, consistent income with the right ones. And um, even in a even an expected flat or dipping stock market. So I wanted to just share with you uh, my strategy there, uh, just in the name of uh, transparency. Of course, do your own research, and um, you know, none of this is financial advice, only sharing my story and my journey. Uh, happy trading out there. Do you have any Instagrams you would like to share with us before you go? Get the latest real-time updates from my Instagram at Canada Stock Market at Canada Stock Market. I am a certified digital marketing expert located in Victoria, BC, and I'm working with a fantastic graphic designer from Victoria, BC as well. Learn more at babydragoncanada.com or find us on Instagram at babydragoncanada.com.